Welcome to Focused on Forward. The purpose of this podcast is to focus on recovery from life situations, be it a disease, chronic or acute, perhaps the loss of someone so dear to you in death, or a change of life patterns that has affected you so profoundly that you have no choice but to find your new normal and become focused on moving forward. Each episode is designed to show the positivity that people bring to each and every one of their stories, the successes they've had, ways that they have become so definitively focused on moving forward. We look forward to sharing their stories, and we hope that they inspire you just as much as they have inspired us. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Focused on Forward. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Cecilia Baker. Cecilia is here to talk about her daughter and what her daughter endures on a day-to-day basis and how, even though there's some struggles and some challenges that they deal with, with something called Rett syndrome. Now, this is not a syndrome that I had heard of before uh, talking with Cecilia or, or hearing about her story, but it's one I had to go do a little bit of research on. And I suggest uh, you as a listener, um, take a, a moment uh, and look it up yourself. Uh, this is one of those things that needs a little bit of a brighter light shined on it. And so we're, we're happy today to talk with Cecilia about her daughter and her daughter's story. And hopefully we can help shine a little bit better light as well. So Cecilia, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and help shine a little light on my Delilah. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, Cecilia, whenever you're ready, please include us in your story. I have a beautiful daughter named Delilah. She is almost 12 years old. She was diagnosed with Rett syndrome on March 8, 2011. She, you'll never forget D-Day. It stuck with me just like a birth date. Um, she was born as a happy, healthy, little bouncing bundle of joy. And she started missing milestones, rolling over and sitting up. They were a little delayed. We asked her primary care provider about them. And he's like, oh, maybe she just, maybe she's just a little late. And when she was about nine months old, she, her eyes started to cross and we're like, oh, that's not, it's not exactly normal. So we took her to a neurologist and they did some scans and they're like, we may never know what's wrong with her. She got glasses and that didn't help anything. And um, she was just a little weight on a lot of things. She wasn't crawling. She wasn't, wasn't trying to pull herself up. And um, the behavioral specialist met with her and she had learned about Rett syndrome from an email that she had gotten two weeks prior to meeting to Delilah, ugh, praying to meeting us in Delilah. Okay. And just a happenstance situation. And she's like, I'm going to test her for two things, Fragile X syndrome and Rett syndrome. And she told me not to Google them, but naturally, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, because that's going to happen. Exactly. That's, that's, that's going to be the first thing you do. And then second, I, I read all these things about Rett syndrome. I'm like, holy crap, that's Delilah. 
all of these things, that's Delilah. Oh, so you knew before the doctor so even came I, back with it. Oh yeah. Every, every single little pinpoint. I was just, I mean, constipation and this tapping, Delilah taps the side of her ear. It's like a, a nervous tick thing for her. Okay. And another characteristic of Rett syndrome is hand wringing and hands in the mouth. I mean, Delilah is just a slobber box. She constantly, <laughs> constantly slobbering and her hands were always in her mouth. She'd get these little sores on her fingers and calluses from these sores. And I mean, we were taping socks to her hands because she was constantly just putting them in her mouth and slapping you with slobbery hands. And we're like, Delilah, stop it. But it was just the thing she couldn't control. It was sure. A, okay. It was just that immediate thing. Just a, a quick side question now. Like, is, oh my goodness. Is Delilah your only child at this point or did you have other children before her? To compare, so you she can compare my only mar- child. Compare milestones at that point. That's why I'm asking. Oh yeah, no, she's my only child. I had her when I was 17. Um, as a baby having a baby. <laughs> sure. And I uh, was a single mother, and I had some friends that were a little older than me that had children around Delilah's age, which is how I was comparing milestones. And Delilah would play with all the other kids, but it was just in a different, different manner. She was always very smart. She would organize her toys by color and size. Okay. She, and it was so cute. <laughs> and she was very particular about her toys. She had a favorite, a favorite little zebra toy that she kind of, she was a floor tornado. The, the way she would get around was by rolling around really fast. And that was her main mode of transportation for a while, was just rolling around on the floor for about a year and a half. And then um, part of Rett syndrome is they will suddenly lose their abilities. She would, she all of a sudden stopped everything she did. She just stopped. She was eating food, solid food for a couple of years. And then she just woke up one morning and forgot how to eat, forgot how to roll. She crawled for about three months when she was two and then she just suddenly stopped like she forgot how to do it yeah i was reading um i can only imagine i I was i was looking on retsyndrome.org um doing a little bit of background research on this and so you said that she was like about two years old you said when she when this happened when she stopped crawling yep Okay. Yeah. Cause according to them, that's what they called the rapid, mm-hmm. des- the rapid destructive stage where things kind of start breaking down and, and uh, there's a regression period. So is that what you think Delilah was in right there in that age group? Cause they said one to four yes. years of age. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. She, everything everything stopped right she was about two and a half and everything just stopped and everybody's world stopped and it's when you have a child with special needs and i'm sure there's a lot of parents out there that can relate it's it's like your friends and family almost don't know how to 
be there for you and then kind of just disappear. We, we lost a lot of friends then. They all kind of just disappeared. A few came back, but I would say most of them just distanced themselves and we haven't spoken to them in a long time. And I, we're like, where'd you go? Yeah, that's sad. Where'd you go? It's horrible. I And I can understand to a point, but I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking to see somebody you care about go through something like that. I mean, Delilah is just, and she's a little force. She, she touches every single person she meets. And then to watch her go through something so debilitating and to watch her change in such a way like that, I could see how you wouldn't want to be there, but at the same time, how could you not come back? It's yeah. just mind boggling to me. Yeah, I get that. I don't get it. All right, so take us past the point of being two years old and and, and, re she's and regressing. Since then. Okay, tell us about that. Mm -hmm. Delilah's been through a lot since then. She's outlived her life expectancy three times since then. I have since requested her doctors not to ever do that to us again. I um, can see why, yeah. <laughs> Delilah had... <laughs> She had a wish granted when she was four. Um, she originally wanted to go to Disneyland. We wanted that for her so badly, but she was unhealthy. They didn't think she would make it through the traveling. So we live in Idaho and we live in a resort area. Um, so they had us travel three hours to Boise and they put us up in a nicer hotel and they had a big Disney princess themed birthday party for her and had princesses come and sing to her and dress her up like a princess. And Aww. it was beautiful and she loved it. That's awesome. We went to the Boise Aquarium and she just had a blast. Um, and then right afterwards, she had a feeding tube placed and she gained so much weight and she then had her little death note lifted so she <laughs> she's thrived um for a while and then she had another decline and they put another life expectancy on her and I, i'm like don't do it again i can't i can't handle this don't please don't do this again because she made it through it she's just a fighter she can't doctors can't do that because when they do She's like, I'm going to prove you wrong. You guys can't do this. <laughs> Stop making my mom and my dad stress like that. <laughs> you guys are going to kill them before you kill me. This is, <laughs> that's not going to work. Um, Delilah's had hip dysplasia so bad that mm. they had to reconstruct her left hip. Um, she had a spinal fusion surgery a year and a half ago and it was a full fusion so she's got major battle scars down her spine and that put her through weight change she's 
almost half the weight she should be right now. Um, she just goes through huge roller coasters for her weight just in general. Her body has a hard time trying to absorb nutrients anyway, but then put her through a ginormous surgery and then it's like, it goes through shock. Okay. And we just can't put weight on her right now and it's horrible. Even though she's on a feeding tube, you would think that we can control it, but her body just does whatever the heck it wants to and we can't make it do anything. So from all of these surgeries and, and the trauma that she goes through just on a regular basis, it's it's just really difficult to to keep weight on her. And then she has seizures too. So with her seizure meds, it, her body just goes through a lot and it, it kind of just has a mind of its own. <laughs> um, but every day she, she just has the biggest, most beautiful smile on her face and she gives us all inspiration. I don't know how she does what she does. That's wonderful. So is she verbal at this point or is, or is her communication nonverbal? She is nonverbal and she has no effective form of communication. We call her a pterodactyl baby. <laughs> Since the moment she came out, she screeches. And <laughs> over the last five years or so, she's kind of learned tone. So my husband and I have been working on trying to learn her tones. It's very difficult. <laughs> but um, she's working on trying to kind of figure out different levels to tell us what she's thinking. But realistically, it's it's literally like we live like a, with a dinosaur. Um, <laughs> she is really expressive with her eyebrows, though. Okay. We can kind of decipher her eyebrows. Okay. She's very expressive with her eyes. And there are communication devices that work with eye gaze. And oh, we yeah. had one years ago, but it was a hunk of garbage. It did not work, I mean, maybe 30% of the time. And we're working on trying to get one now. But with COVID, it's hard to get therapists and um, the representatives for the company out. And sure. COVID sucks for everybody. So I'm not trying to, <laughs> to say anything bad. <laughs> it's just really difficult to try to get these processes in the work but but it's an extra it's, level of frustration and and you know and work for you guys i get that okay we really really want one of these devices though because i i can only imagine what delilah could say sure those it would be amazing it would be so great okay all right so with you you know you know with her and, and there's some obviously some some uh verbalization challenges there there's some communication challenges there um mm -hmm. how do you guys you know you said you try to interpret but is is there a, you know something that you guys because i i've talked to a couple different parents with special needs so let me preface this a little bit i've coupled uh, a couple mm -hmm. different parents with with different special needs for their children uh, who were nonverbal, they they did different things to try to communicate with them. Are there other things that you try to do other than just normal talk? Uh, you know, some of them would, you know, they would, 
I, I talked to one family who would hold up cards, you know, like almost like in soccer. Well, here's a yellow card. Here's a red card. If you wanted this thing, you know, and you know, the, the child was very drawn to colors and shapes. So, I mean, that's why I ask. We, okay. <laughs> Delilah will do well for people at school. Okay. And just like any child, they will work well with people outside of the home, but for mom and dad, <laughs> nothing. Whole different story. Whole other story. <laughs> Delilah, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> she is a twerp sometimes, I tell you. Um, at school, they've gotten her to do things with cards like that, with picture cards. Okay. But more often than not, she won't respond. She is very much cognitively in there, but I think she really just doesn't want to participate. Fair enough. Okay. I get I that. I don't know if it's an attitude problem or if she just does not care. <laughs> I have no clue. Well, she's also 12, um, so getting close to teenage yeah. years, you know, so uh -huh. uh, it could be a combination of the above. So Exactly. And okay. she... And the attitude is totally building in this child. <laughs> and you could see it in her little evil eyes. It's there. <laughs> and I'm like, Love man, I, remember I don't remember being this mean. But, and I tell my mother all the time, I'm like, mom, I'm so sorry for anything I ever did to you when I was becoming a preteen. And she's like, I don't remember you being this mean. And I'm like, hey, thank you. Nice. <laughs> <Delilah>. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably a good portion of it is her being stuck inside of her own head and body but oh i'm sure quit taking it out on your mother <laughs> because <laughs> i didn't do it right okay but she's lucky she's cute I mean, that's all i gotta say <laughs> about oh, that spoken like a true parent all right <laughs> <laughs> i tell my children all the time it's a darn good thing i love you guys mm -hmm. so all right. Well, let me ask you this. What are some things that you have found that you enjoy about having a child with special needs? Because even though there are special needs and special challenges, clearly there are sometimes special bonds that are fostered, not just between a parent and a child, but between a parent and a special needs child. Oh, Lordy. You know, so many things. I, so many things. So I told you earlier that I was young when I had Delilah and I, I mean, I was 19 when Delilah was diagnosed and I was still learning so much about myself and one of the biggest things was not only was Delilah just teeny tiny when I was becoming an adult but then to learn about her diagnosis and everything at such a crucial age of me becoming an adult we've grown together in every sense of the word okay and we still are i that alone is an invaluable thing i love delilah to the end of the universe i cannot I, I literally don't think I could live without her. She has taught me so much about just being a human, just about being a human. 
and then I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis at the beginning of last year. And okay. my body kills me pretty much every moment of every single day. And I'm like, it could be worse. I could be Delilah. Just her alone has taught me to not be so weak. Just, just that. And then my husband also has multiple sclerosis. So it's, it's taught us that both. We were like, we could, it could be worse. <laughs> we could be Delilah. She yeah. is a flipping force, I'm telling you. And I say that all the time, but she is the embodiment of tough. Every single thing that this girl has been through, I don't know a single person in my own life that could go through what she goes through and still be standing. I mean, just one of her seizures, when she comes out of it, the look in her eyes and there's just a pure exhaustion. And I just, and there are no words. She is just the toughest person I know. And for her to, to just smile at me after she goes through something as tough as she does, I'm just like, how do you, how do you? Okay. Because I don't know. I don't know how she does. And then for me, like yesterday, I, I had some things around the house to do. And I'm like, man, I'm so freaking tired. And I'm like, you whiny. Swear word, swear word. <laughs> And then I go into Delilah's room, I lay down next to her, and I'm like, Delilah, I love you. Thank you for being the reason that I do what I do. And yeah, I mean, being a special needs parent teaches you how to be grateful for what you have and to, to look at things from a different perspective. And to appreciate the little things because holy cow, how many little things do you take for granted every single day? Like being able to go to the grocery store. <laughs> That's a thing. Right? Yeah. That is a thing. My Completely valid point. Go. So my brother is staying with us right now. And for the longest time, my husband and I couldn't go to the store together because Delilah does not like going to the grocery store most of the time. And I mean, I can't say that I blame her because sometimes people suck. <laughs> well, yeah, unfortunately. It's just, you know, it is what it is. But right now we can go to the store together all the time. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. It's like a date. Like, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but having a child with special needs, sometimes you can't go. Or sometimes you have to take an arsenal in a diaper bag <laughs> because you don't know what's about to happen i you know yeah <laughs> it's true delilah comes with a lot of baggage i was joking about never when i was when delilah was younger i was like i will never have a minivan because that's a mom car mom cars are dumb no we have a minivan and it's not just because of the wheelchair it's because delilah comes with a lot of stuff and we need that extra cargo room <laughs> so you need the room to carry all the stuff yep <laughs> 
It's a mm. legitimate thing. But being a special needs parent also is cool. It's not just all of the extra things that come with it. It's all of the little things. Like I, I'm a warrior, not just because of the things that we go through. It's, it's because of the things that we get to go through. Oh, there you go. I like that. I like that. So we, we talked about you, you, while well, you talked about uh, Delilah being a force. So mm -hmm. what would you say is your child's strengths? Um, what does she enjoy doing that reinforces those strengths? She loves the water. She cannot walk. She cannot crawl. She can't really bear weight on her legs. But when you put her in the water, her legs move around so much. <laughs> and she wiggles their toes. I and love she it. moves her feet. And it is the cutest thing. But you'd never know that she could do that. Until, she puts, until you put her in the water. And it's awesome. She just takes right to it, huh? Yep. It's amazing. Oh, I love and it. I love that. She loves to horseback ride. There's a, an equestrian center here locally, and there's a horse there by the name of Patches, and that's Delilah's best buddy. And it has been for the last six years, five years. And I know they miss each other very much because Delilah hasn't been able to go horseback riding since her spinal fusion. But soon, I hope, we'll get her back there. Okay. Delilah loves listening to music. Uptown Funk is the magic song. Oh, nice. Every single time she's upset, you play that song and immediately a smile will come across her face. And it's that is the song. And it's amazing. <laughs> she's musically driven. And... There aren't many things Delilah can do, but she will wiggle her little butt to that song, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about it makes me giggle. I just love her. <laughs> no, that's that's fantastic. Okay, so clearly, as a as a parent of special needs, uh, as much as there are things that you enjoy, mm -hmm. clearly uh, there are going to be things that tire you out and overwhelm you. Yes. That's that's a given because mm -hmm. of there is an added workload. So how do you handle the feeling of being overwhelmed? What do you do to resolve that? I cry. Okay, there's that. That is like number one thing. I cry. <laughs> okay, fair um, enough. And it's okay to cry. <laughs> oh, absolutely. For a while, I thought crying was just not okay, but holy crap, you need to. <laughs> no, don't hold that stuff in. You got to let it out. I, there aren't many things and it's, I still need to find that. I think that's one of the biggest things that I haven't done. Um, a lot of people have things that they do and I, I used to go out for walks or, like I want a gym membership, but right now that's scary because COVID and like, yeah, there's so many different things that I should do, but I don't. Um, I listen to music. I try to find alone time in okay. my little apartment when there's people everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I will clean something because cleaning brings me joy <laughs> or bullet journaling 
is very relaxing to me or coloring. Okay. I find peace in that. But sometimes just sitting with Delilah and watching a movie, it's pretty mellow. I, I still like Disney movies. I'm an adult, but I love Disney movies. Right there with you. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I are, are uh, Disney-aholics. We'd go every year if we could afford it. Um, we love the yeah. magic of Disney. I love Disney movies. Disney Plus is the greatest thing ever invented as far as I'm concerned. Um, I am with you. So, yeah, they, they've got a lifelong subscriber over here. So. Same here. In this Baker house, we, we love Disney. As soon as Disney Plus started, I was like, dude, <laughs> we got to get that. My husband's like, right on. And then I told him Star Wars was on there and he was sold. And done. <laughs> that was the clincher for me as yep. well, by the way. I'm like, yeah, I get to watch Marvel, <laughs> Star Wars, and all the cool old Disney movies. Done. So. Yep. Okay. All right. So here's a couple questions. And a couple of these are be ones that I, I like to ask every guest. But this one is the one that's going to lead up into it. So you kind of hinted okay. at this a, a little bit earlier, but I'm going to ask it a little bit more directly. Okay. What is the greatest lesson you learned through your child with special needs? Greatest lesson. It's okay to not be okay. Okay. That's, I mean, I mean, that's a big lesson in life in general, but I have a special needs mom friend and she thought for a long time that you had to be okay the whole time and her daughter she also has red syndrome she had a big surgery and mm. uh, mom kept trying to just hold it together hold it together and I messaged her on Facebook and I was like you know it's okay to just break you need to break she's like no 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 I'm fine I'm like no you're not fine I know you're not fine because I'm with you. Mm -hmm. You've been in this position. You're not fine. And then she she finally broke after years of just, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. It's, yeah, it's you, okay to not be okay. Yeah. If you don't allow yourself to break, when it breaks for you, it's it's not going to be a good thing, typically. there's That's mm -hmm. a, a lot of fallout because you have so much that's been repressed and held back and held back and held back uh, that, you know, it becomes uncontrollable in the release there. Okay. So it's okay your, to not be okay. All right. Your child goes through so much. I mean, it's, it's horrible to watch your baby hurt and cry and struggle. And I mean, in so many cases nearly die. I can't tell you how many times we've almost lost to Lila. Mm. I mean, She's been through cardiac arrest several times. She's, oh my. I mean, just last year, she, I can't, it was more than a dozen times the doctor said tachycardia. And I'm like, no, no. And I'm just sitting there frozen. And I threw up all over the floor and I'm trying to clean it up. <laughs> the nurses are cleaning it up. And I'm like, no, I got to clean this up. They're like, no, you sit here 
and you breathe and I'm hyperventilating and they're about to get me medicine to calm me down because I'm freaking out while my daughter is about to have a heart attack. Oh boy. I can't solve a problem that is out of my control while I'm trying to clean up my own vomit off the floor. But I'm, I'm that person. I've always been that person. But in that moment, I couldn't tell myself it's okay to not be okay because my daughter's freaking out. Like my daughter's heart was freaking out. And yeah. I'm freaking out because my daughter's heart's yeah. freaking out. It was horrible. But in that moment, I couldn't remember that when I'm, that one thing that I tell myself all the flipping time, it's okay to not be okay. Well, yeah, because as a parent, it's, it's the natural inclination to want to fix it. You want to take mm-hmm. care of your child. You want to, you know, and when that is removed from you, it's, it's a situation that you can't control. You mm-hmm. can't alter. You can't take the pain away. You can't, you can't be the mom and, and kiss the boo-boo and make it go bye-bye. That just, it doesn't mm-hmm. work in that scenario. That's a very hard thing to take. So uh, from, even from our own personal experience with what we went through with my daughter, those couple of times, that's a hard pill to swallow to know that you have to step back and let somebody else uh, to do that work. It's, it's tough. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let me ask you this. This is, this is a question I like to ask everybody and it kind of goes similar to the last question. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, not to minimize your experience down to one sentence or one structure, but what's the single greatest thing that you have learned throughout your experience? If you could put it into one sentence or phrase. Ah, so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we can't have it all be easy answers. We have to throw some curveballs at you. The single greatest thing that I've learned. Or Or better yet, how about this? What's the single best piece of advice that someone has given you throughout this process? I'd have to say that the best piece of advice I've gotten was just to enjoy my child. Because really, I mean, especially after having Delilah been handed three different life expectancies and and Rhett syndrome being known as a sign killer we really don't know when she's going to go. And yeah, I mean, I enjoy her, enjoy her every day. And she drives me absolutely flipping crazy. (laughs) She is my child. Every child is supposed to drive their parents nuts. Spoken like a true parent. (laughs) But I do. I, I love her to pieces and I enjoy her every day, even when she's driving me nuts. Okay. But I, I don't know when her last day here is. I don't know when my last day here is. Right. And another parent, another ret parent told me, enjoy her. And I'm like, I will. <laughs> I will enjoy her. I like that. It's very solid, very, very good advice. So excellent. Well, it, it's clear that you guys have had not only your fair share of struggles and challenges to overcome, but I also appreciate, uh, and to pardon the, the pun here, but how focused on forward you are. Um, <laughs> you, you, you have a very positive outlook on things, a very realistic attitude 
on things. I think many times when people go through situations, um, they forget to look at things with a dose of reality attached to them. And I think that from the sounds of things, uh, you, you and your husband are very well grounded. You have a grasp of your situation. You understand what's going on and you're trying to just enjoy your daughter. And I, I applaud that so very much. Um, yeah, I'm, I thank you so much for being on today and, and sharing uh, your story with us. And, uh, you know, I know it won't mean much to Delilah, but give her a high five for me, a knuckle bump <laughs> something and tell her just how proud of her I am for how strong she's being. That's, that's amazing. So she loves knucks all the time. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. You go play her some uptown, uh, uptown funk for me and, and tell her it's from Tim from focused on forward again, that won't mean <laughs> anything to her, but you know, it'll mean. Something oh, it will. To I told her, I told her I was doing this today. Okay, cool. So yeah. So, but yeah. So, uh, um, just thank you. This has thank been a, you. you've been a pleasure to talk to, and this has been uh, very heartwarming as well. So. I know it was a little all over the place. I really appreciate you having me on today. I appreciate it. No, this has been fun. I, I appreciate it. So, all right. Well, guys, that's going to conclude us today for Focused on Forward. Well, that concludes another episode of Focused on Forward. To be a guest of Focused on Forward, you can reach us through Twitter at Podcast FOF through our Facebook page named Focused on Forward, or through email, focusedonforward at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing each and every one of your stories that has yet to be told. So until then, be safe, be kind, and be loving to one another as you stay focused on forward.